Please help me welcome J. Lauren Norris. You know, the rabbits told the deer, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. That would be Thumper and Bambi, Thumper's mother. If you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. Sometimes you, you gotta get, you gotta say something, right? I mean, it's it's a horrible situation. They're behaving like knuckleheads. They, they're gonna destroy something. They've got it all wrong. You've gotta say something, right? Well, sometimes, yeah, and sometimes no. And how do you know the difference? Well, that's exactly what I wanna talk about in this episode of Leading Leaders. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. And as recently as, well, less than 12 hours ago, I was taking a personality profile test. Another one, again. Yeah, this time based on shoes. Clown shoes, combat boots, house shoes, business shoes. The shoes. Amazing that it was written by a woman. <laughs> Figure that one out. But I found out I'm a combat boot. In, in this particular profile, this particular assessment, I'm a combat boot. And one of the traits of a combat boot is to be outspoken, loud, opinionated, and have strong ideas and a strong will. And, and I cannot imagine where they would have expected that to be me. But that's me. And as you can imagine, through the course of my life, I have been accused of saying things that probably should have not been said. In fact, I've been guilty of. Sometimes I even catch myself in the act or at least shortly after. Sometimes I don't catch myself until much later and somebody else has to point it out to me that what I said was too harsh. Fortunately, I have married a woman who is like a, they call her a velvet stone. She has quiet power. She doesn't say a lot, but when she speaks, it's deep. It's profound. It's well thought out. She's been noodling on it for a minute before it comes out of her mouth most of the time. And... She's also very, uh, I won't say quick to the point of a sassy response, but she's very diligent to point out to me when I have been unfair or too harsh or too direct, whether it's with her or with somebody else. Trust me, if you're a strong type A personality, uh, an outgoing, boisterous, loud and articulate type of a personality, you're probably going to migrate toward leadership. And because all those things are true of you, it's a really good, strong probability that you have some opinions of the way that other people think and act and behave. And you're not at all afraid to express them. And sometimes that's good and it's necessary. And sometimes that's hurtful and it's damaging. And all the time you've got to ask yourself, do they know that I care about them when I say these things or do they feel like I'm saying them because it benefits me to make them feel small? Now, if we were face to face, I would ask you to raise your hands if you've ever been in an environment where someone else spoke to you in harsh, demeaning, cruel ways, not because the things they were saying were true, but because their ability to articulate those things either A, made them feel a whole lot better about themselves, or B, made others think differently about you. I've been in those occasions many times as the receiver of accusations that had no merit whatsoever, none. Except that someone felt better to quote, bring me down a level. 
as someone felt better to hurt my feelings, to make me feel smaller than I am, less than I am, not as accomplished or capable. And for a long time in my life, I let that affect me. I let it change the dreams and the direction that I had it, change the relationships that I had it, caused me in some places to walk away from opportunities that I should have held on to. In the last episode, we talked about dreams. <clears throat> we talked about leaders being the kind of person that protects and guards dreams, that leaves room for people to be imaginative and innovative. But we all know that someone who feels like they can use the power of their words to demean you, to destroy you, to crush you, to crush your hopes. Oh, we know they're out there. Some of them are nothing but keyboard warriors. They hide behind their Twitter account, their anonymous account. They, they don't want you to know their name or who they are. They're just very effective at demeaning and hurting people, usually because they're masters of words, many of them, probably most of them narcissists, and their desire is to feel better about themselves by making everybody else feel worse about themselves. That's their goal. It's their ambition. It's their purpose in life as they see it. But that's not what I'm talking about when I talk about candor. When I talk about candor, what I'm really pointing out is the idea that sometimes you just got to be truthful with someone. I've also mentioned that I tried out for a singing team at a very large church and I was told, you're not going to make the cut. But I've also seen people that thought they could sing that got on these big shows like Britain's Got Talent. And you can just see Simon's eyebrows curl as they begin to sing and they realize, well, he realizes early on, they really can't sing. Oh, they got a loud voice, but they can't hit a tune with a pitchfork. That's, uh, that's not doing them any good to be on an international show where they're going to get mocked and laughed at. And trust me, I don't watch the show all the time, but if these reels have made YouTube, millions of people have seen them. How would you like to be on the receiving end of that? How would you like to be the one that thought you could sing until millions of people said you couldn't? How would that make you feel? See, Candor would be the person just before the audition who says, this is really not the best idea for you. I'm just being honest. I know it doesn't feel good to you, but I'm saying it because I care about you. And one of me saying it to you save, might save the embarrassment of millions of other people saying it to you. That's candor. The ability to tell the honest truth even when the truth is a little uncomfortable, even when what you say, well, it might lead to hurt feelings, but the reasoning behind your doing it, the, the motivation, the inspiration, the motive, it's good. It's because you care about the person. You're trying to save them the pain of being caught in an audit, the pain of being found out in a bad relationship, taking the wrong job, making the wrong career move selling the wrong house at the wrong time. But sometimes you just got to have the candor to be able to speak up to them and say, this is the truth that you're uncomfortable hearing, but I got to tell you because it's the right thing to do. I'm going to tell you, knowing the difference between those two, when to say the hard thing and when to hold it back because they're not ready to hear it or it's just going to cause more pain or it's going to cost you the right to speak to them at all. 
If you're a loud, opinionated, boisterous, articulate person like I am, there have probably been times in your life that you've burned bridges and, and ended relationships because of something that you said. I have, unintentionally. Some of them I've tried to fix and not been successful at, and some I've tried to fix, and my apology was enough to mend bridges. But if your motive, if your inspiration for doing what you're doing as a boisterous, outgoing, articulate speaker is to help them avoid some future pain, you can't just tell them that. No, that, that has to be demonstrated long before the moment or your relationship will be at risk. Telling someone the truth who's not ready for the truth because it's not in their maturity level, because it's not in their moment of readiness. They have not reached a place where you can speak the truth to them and they can receive it. Maybe they're still blinded about the situation that they're in. Maybe they still really, really like this person. They really believe things are going to work out. Fine. Well, you're telling them, help them see the flaw in their relationship, or will it simply give them cause to exit stage left and no longer take your advice? Have you earned the right to give them advice in the first place? Do they care enough about you? Do they respect you? Do they honor your opinions? Do they feel like you have some wisdom in this moment? Or are you just speaking to hear yourself speak? That'd be kind of like raising teenagers. You do all you can to convince them that you love them by not, you know, shuffling them away in the first 15 years of life. But between 15 and 21, it doesn't matter what you say. You're a moron because you're a parent and 15-year-olds know everything. But after they reach that young adult age, many times they'll come back around and say, I wish I'd taken your advice or I'm glad I took your advice. And in that season, care versus candor is a tough balancing act. Knowing that I love you enough that I would lay down my life for you is not enough for you. <laughs> no, you also need to know that I agree with everything that you say even when it's wrong. That's not a safe relationship. But when you care enough about them to tell them the truth, it's uncomfortable. And you care enough about them to step aside when, you know, this is a lesson you're going to have to learn on your own. Well, there you are. I, I recently was asked to, to answer a question for a, an interview. And the question was, tell us a story of a leadership lesson you learned that you think you'll never forget. And it fits right into this talk today. I've used the story before, but it really fits into this conversation in a unique way. My friend Ronnie and I were young teenagers when we decided we needed to save up money to buy a car. We went through the classified ads or the want ads of the day and we found a guy looking to clear some land. I believe it was 15 acres in central Texas, you know, scrub brush, briars, the, you know, the big green thistly briars that, that catch on your leg when you walk by them, uh, cedared bushes, all kinds of stuff growing up all over his land. And we said, hey, mom, take us out there. She took us and dropped us off, said she'd be back at sunset. And the man looked at the two of us teenagers and said, where's your tools? What tools? And so he offered us a couple of chainsaws out of his own shed. And we both looked at each other and thought, I'm not comfortable using one of those. I might cut a leg off with that. So he gave us an axe and a hatchet instead. And two hours into the same cedar bush, we realized this is a lot harder work. I mean, 
most people that show up to clear 15 acres of land are going to be looking to do that work with a few brush hogs, maybe a, a riding mower, a, at least a John Deere tractor with a big PTO on the back. That's not what we showed up with. Now, here's the truth of the matter. The landowner, that wise old dude, he knew when we pulled up in a sedan, we were not equipped for the job. He knew when two teenage boys climbed out of that car and said, we're here to clear your land, that we were not ready for that job. We weren't capable, we weren't competent, and we didn't even know how in over our heads we were. He knew when we declined the use of a chainsaw that we were effectively going to do nothing. He knew two hours later when we brought back the hatchet and the axe and asked for the phone to call my mom um, that... We had wasted a couple of hours of his time, and I'm guessing he was still taking ad responses for somebody to come and clear the land properly. But when was it that he told us, you two are knuckleheads, there's no way you're going to pull this off? He didn't. Why? Well, as a leader now, and much more mature and closer to the old wise guy with the land than the young buck with the axe... I realized that that's a lesson I will never forget. And there are a couple of lessons in the lesson. He cared more about us learning that lesson than expressing himself to be right. He could have said, y'all are going to fail at this and I'm going to laugh. Well, that would be candor and he would have been right. But would it have taught us the lesson? I'll never forget showing up to a job for which I was incompetent. And it will certainly at least align the way that I look at the next jobs and tasks that I take. I get asked to do things all the time for people. And I'm learning to say, yeah, I could do it, but there are better people to do it. There are people who could do the job better than me, and I'll let them have it. I'd love to have the income, but I'll let them have it. That's not my bailiwick. I could do it, but not the best. There are people who could do it better. Let them have it. I learned that that day trying to clear that land with a hatchet. I learned to, to hold my tongue when the lesson is better learned by being caught than taught. He could have lectured us for 20 minutes on how retarded it was for us to show up there with nothing to cut down these trees with or not even knowing what the job of clearing the land entailed. There was something wrong with us to think we could have pulled that off on our own. We, we were thinking a little slow or not at all about this task when we said we want the money. We don't even know what the job is. There are a whole lot of people operating in that form now. Some of them have been elected to office. They just want the money. They don't even know what the job is. But we learned the lesson that day. Do your homework. Do your research. Know what's expected before you dive into that or you're going to be an abysmal failure. He could have told us that. But he let us learn that instead. And in the end, he was very gracious. He gave us a glass of tea while we waited on our ride. We all laughed and joked a little bit about what we just experienced. Was it candor that he didn't tell us? Was it caring that he didn't tell us? Well, see, when you balance those two together, you, you have a different way of looking at things. I picked up this little book called <clears throat> Jumpstart Your Leadership. Jumpstart Your Leadership is another one of the John Maxwell uh, books. And on page 90, he gives you a really good little checklist. And I would hold it up to the screen for you to read it, but I don't think you can. Nope, too far away. But I'm going to give you the checklist that he puts on this page, page 90, if you pick up this book. Again, it's called Jumpstart Your Leadership by John Maxwell. And on page 90, he says, 
To help you keep the balance between care and candor, I've created a caring candor checklist for working with people. If you answer yes to the following questions before having a candid conversation, then your motives are probably right and you have a good chance of being able to communicate effectively. Write these down. Have I invested enough in the relationship to be candid with them? Do I truly value them as people? Am I sure this is their issue and not mine? Boy, how many of us have we tried to correct somebody else and then realize the problem wasn't with them, it was with us? Hmm. Am I sure I'm not speaking up because I feel threatened? Think back to those times that I've experienced, I'm sure you have as well, where other people have just tried to tear you down in order to build themselves up. Am I sure I'm not speaking up just because I feel threatened? Is the issue more important than the relationship? That's a tough one. And you better ask yourself that that same question several times before you open your mouth. Does this conversation clearly serve their interests and not just mine? That's also a tough one to measure. Am I willing to invest time and energy to help them change? How many times have you had the opportunity to speak candidly into somebody's life and you really Honestly, you don't care if they take the advice or not. You're moving on with your life regardless what happens to them, whether they change or they don't, is inconsequential to you. If you're not willing to stay along long enough, stay around long enough, stay invested in them long enough to see that change come about, then don't even bring it up because all you're doing is opening wounds that you have no intention of helping to heal. Am I willing to show them how to do something, not just say what's wrong? Can you help them with the correction rather than just pointing out the flaw? Am I willing and able to set clear and specific expectations? See, another one of the challenges that leaders have is we assume that because of our high standards, everybody operates with the same high standards. We, we tend to set those expectations in a way that, well, we can achieve them, but we're not sure that everybody else can. And we're really not deeply concerned about that. We just know we can achieve them. When it comes to these candid conversations, the candor that you want to move forward with, to speak your mind, to say your piece, to speak up because you know better. Ask yourself about the short-term wins and the long-term wins. What's to be gained by you speaking your piece? Will it make you feel better or will it allow someone else to become better? If it's only that it makes you feel better, then maybe it's time to hold your tongue. If, on the other hand, it's actually going to make someone else's life better, improve their station in life, their quality of life, their income in life, their career, then do so with compassion and do so because you care about them and their better future and do so because you are ready to invest in them to stay around and see their life become better. If you don't care that much, then you don't have the right to speak with candor. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast, or Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Lauren is a master teacher on storytelling, and I learned so much. Um, I'm really going to have to sit down and go back through everything, and I think I might have to have some more coffees with Lauren, but uh, it was totally worth my time, and I really highly recommend it if you're looking to grow your ministry, grow your business, uh, grow your career. uh, Lauren will serve you well. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.